0: all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the crypto 101 podcast we hope you're having a fantastic morning noon or night wherever you guys are in the world you're certainly in the right place because we are joined by some fantastic guests today uh who are going to be doing a deep dive into their project that they've brought to life here that is uh tremendous it's got such wide reach I want to know i want to crack the code of pi network so i brought on the co-founders here uh, dr cheng dao and dr nicholas kokalis uh, of pi network welcome to the crypto 101 podcast and thank you for joining us thank you thanks rice thanks for having us yeah so so you guys are you guys are based uh out of palo alto is that right up in silicon valley yes that's right nice and uh you know why why start pi network what was the grand vision that really got you guys to say, you know what, we're going to dedicate the rest of our lives to to this project?
1: Well, Pi Network was started uh, combining all our academic uh, and the personal interest. I mean, Nicholas is a hardcore computer scientist uh, with the expertise in distributed system, which is a precursor to uh, you know, one big component of a blockchain. And um, I myself is a social scientist. Um, so with the second half of my PhD doing human computer interaction, that's where Niklas and I collaborated on multiple research projects, uh, studying how to build computer systems to scale and to be used easily by humans. Um, so uh, at the time that, um, you know, when we were at Stanford uh, exploring with the students, uh, building decentralized uh, applications, uh, we've noticed that, uh, you know, uh, in the industry, there is a big problem of um, you know, a lot of technology, but there is no good enough social network in order to build decentralized applications that allows a typical required process, such as uh, user iterations. Um, so this is a uh, combining our interests of uh, distributed system, human computer interaction, social computing, and also the you know, excitement about uh, building a large scale uh, human movement, this is where we build uh, Pi Network.
0: So, so is Pi Network like, um, it's a digital currency, but it's also a, a social network, if you will, and so yeah. people could interact. Could you kind of you know, walk us through, if somebody were to download the Pi Network application, um, what would they be expecting?
2: So, it's a digital currency, in the sense that you can mine it, uh, and you can mine it on the mobile phone directly. As part of the mining process, you contribute to the consensus algorithm. And uh, it is also the entry point to the Pi ecosystem where you can see and use different Pi utilities.
0: Fantastic. And so what are some of the popular applications that, that you've seen you know, people develop on, on the Pi network or maybe with the Pi cryptocurrency?
1: Well, to start, uh, you know, you know, there is a very important step for us to migrate our social network to our mainnet blockchain. And the key oh. is called KYC. And one application of the Pi cryptocurrency is that people can pay Pi, uh, to get their, um, IDs verified in order for them to uh, migrate to the mainnet. And this is a very strong utility in the sense that, uh, you know, native currency Pi is used to pay for real um, human labor that result in valuable work in the world.
0: And so so people need to, so right now they have like a, a test net and now there's a transition to the main net. And in order to get onto main net, you need to KYC. Um, can you kind of tell people maybe a little bit about why people need to KYC? And for those who don't know, uh, who are listening, um, what is KYC?
1: Okay. So KYC is uh, generally known as a know your customer process. And a lot of, uh, you know, traditional businesses require KYC to, you know, for compliance reasons, uh, to know your customer, to know who you are providing the service to, especially for, especially financial related services uh, generally is required. And. So Pi Network doing KYC is, for one, of course, uh, as much as compliant as possible. Uh, second is also for our own policy. For example, in Pi, we require one person per account. Um, this means that uh, uh, this is one of the defense mechanism of our network to prevent fake accounts migrating to the mainnet.
2: So we are, wow, yeah, and we're having this uh, KYC solution. We needed to build it in-house for multiple reasons. Uh, Scalability is a big one of them. And scalability, not only in the sense that uh, we have a large network of people that spans across almost every country region in the world. And uh, we are talking about tens of millions of people. And uh, there is no, we couldn't find any KYC solution out there that could uh, have solutions for every single country's ideas. Number one about scalability, but also number two of scalability is that there is no currently KYC still requires some human intervention. So there's a lot of machine learning and AI algorithms that are helping with the liveness detection and with identification of the IDs and understanding what's on the ID documents, but it still needs uh, some human support. So any KYC solution we we talk to could only scale to thousands of KYCs per day, like small amount of KYCs per day. But uh, in our case, with such a vast network, which we are preparing for the next billion users, uh, it couldn't uh, scale with just the thousands uh, uh, per day. So, for example, we did our first million uh, KYCs in uh, in a single month. So that uh, wow. that wouldn't be possible. And there were almost five hundred thousand people uh, involved in the process of uh, uh, verifying the first million or two million people who who uh,
0: KYC. So, so that's like that's a tremendously large number, especially when we talk about you know crypto sort of networks. And you know, if you look at any of the DeFi apps, for instance, you know they have a few thousand users every single day. You look at some of these, uh, you know, decentralized metaverses. Not pointing any fingers, not naming any names. Everybody's doing a great job. There's just not that many users on a day to day basis. NFTs, the volumes are down ninety nine percent. So, my question to you is. Man, how did you guys, uh, you know, grow uh, to get, you know, millions and millions of users? And what are kind of like the metrics that you guys have? Like you have a million users, you have 10 million users. And how did you get all these users?
1: Well, it um, comes down to the unique strategy of ours. Um, And the core uh, strategy is accessibility. And accessibility Mm. has um, three folds, I guess. Uh, one is the financial accessibility. Uh, in Pi, everybody can mine for free. Uh, they don't need to pay anything to enter. Another okay. accessibility is knowledge accessibility. We build our UI to be really intuitive. Uh, don't ne- for example, the mining components, uh, they can mine on the phone. Uh, so you don't necessarily need the computer science knowledge about setting up a node in order to mine. And then there is also the you know, system design accessibility that is, um, you know, in addition to people find it easy to mine, they also find it easy to use. Uh, so all these um, uh, factors contribute to the accessibility. And also the strategy of accessibility also have the result of, um, you know, more fair and, and more widely distribution of the cryptocurrency. Uh, so that makes us one of the most wi- widely uh, distributed. We we are now at... Uh, um, over 35 million engaged members and distributed wow. in almost every country and region in the world, over 233 countries and regions uh, of the world. Um, so that's also ties into why our KYC process needs a comprehensive solution because it's like every region
0: yeah it's got to have a a global um sort of approach as opposed to country by country mm-hmm. um that's fantastic and you know so pi network there's a cryptocurrency there's a network there's applications there's millions and millions of users you know what's next what you know we have the main net but what are you guys uh, uh trying to accomplish with this with mainnet
1: so A very special period, uh, our strategy design is called enclosed mainnet. Uh, so our mainnet went live, uh, in this last December. Uh, we started our mass KYC, uh, I think the first quarter. And then, uh, we are also in the process of migrating all these millions of people. The next is basically after migrating all these millions of people to the net, to the mainnet, we're building the enclosed network. Enclosed network means Everything can be transacted within Pi, but cannot have an external uh, connectivity yet. The special design for this is to focus our attention to build utility and real utility without too much noises outside of the, the network. And of course, we acknowledge there are certain applications can only build with the external connectivity, but there are internal enclosed type of utilities can be nurtured and built. Uh, for example, new type of social applications, uh, can be inside the enclosed environment to get it into a uh, the ecosystem to be a little more mature before we go to we call open network.
0: Okay, interesting. So, so somebody downloads the app, they're mining on their phone, or, or are they staking, or is it like uh they're doing some type of uh hash or something like
1: okay, that? Okay, so so your question is how does the pie mining work? I guess your question, right? Yeah. So, um, mining as people traditionally understand is in the context of proof of work. When people think of com- mm-hmm. mining it's a lot of electricity, a lot of hashing, okay? So, um that's because proof of work requires nodes to um spend uh, electricity to solve mathematical puzzles to reach a consensus. So it comes down to w- mm-hmm. the type of consensus algorithm a protocol uses. Pi relies mm-hmm. on federated Byzantine agreement. Uh, in which the consensus is reached not through like um, uh, burning electricity, but through a quorum rely on a trust graph to come come uh, rise from the trust graph and inside the quorum nodes send messages to each other, just like votes in regard to whether a transaction mm-hmm. is true or fraudulent and and how that reach consensus. Just by my description of how this mechanism works these days, any laptop can send messages to other computers. So the scale of, you know, the requirement for electricity is com- no comparison to the, the level that required by proof of work. This is the fundamental reason why pine mining in the first place doesn't require um, electricity. Now, as I mentioned, there needs to be a trust graph. So the mobile miners are actually contributing their trust relationships to form this trust graph that can feed the consensus algorithm to reach consensus. So the actual running of the blockchain, the heavy lifting of actually running is still on our Pi nodes, which is computer uh, nodes. So, but the the required efforts of our Pi nodes uh, is is different from the Bitcoin nodes. Um, And then Mm -hmm. um, they're also rewarded um, in Pi in conjunction with the mobile miners. So in the broader sense of the mining is that you know, individuals or nodes contribute to a consensus algorithm for it to reach consensus. In return, they receive rewards on that protocol.
0: You guys envision Pi Network ever interacting, uh, or Pi Network users ever interacting uh, with their Pi tokens on other chains, right? Is it going to be this cross-chain future with you know bridges or atomic swaps, or is it kind of going to be maybe like one blockchain to rule them all? What's your guys' view?
2: Yeah, well, the sky is the limit. Uh, we are not uh, here to uh, enclose the world in just one uh, technology. We are always open to collaborate with other technologies. We are, o- we we believe in open standards and open uh, uh, networks. We we see what happens with platforms when they become too enclosed and the power that comes with that, and also the impacts that they have to consumers. There is uh, even in the news uh, lately about uh, new recent. Uh, uh, policies that uh, the various uh, p- application platforms, mobile application platforms, are constantly changing to, uh, to enforce different rules. So we are we are always open. We expect that uh, uh, there is uh, there is benefit in collaboration uh, between uh, platforms, of course.
0: Yeah. So speaking of that, like I, I heard the other day, Apple kind of came out with these new rules about um, any sort of crypto transactions that happen. Through their app, like an app that was downloaded through the Apple Store, like they're supposed to now be collecting thirty percent. Um, I don't. Have you guys heard about this? We did. We did roughly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so, I mean, the world is still in a phase, including you know, uh, tech giants or regulators, still figure out how crypto can fit into the existing economy. And that is the process uh, as a crypto builder also need to be patient and follow and adjust in order to, you know, fit in at the same time, create innovation.
2: Yeah, that's where open standards help. Sorry, yeah, that's where open standards help. Uh, Being more uh, accessible through the web, through uh, technologies that are uh, open uh, helps uh, push the ecosystem forward. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
0: Yeah, I I was going to say basically the same thing like they're kind of pushing people away from mobile and back to web. There could be this renaissance of like these open web-based applications as opposed to just like, you know, mobile first and mobile only applications. So
2: yeah, it, yeah, it'll it, be interesting to see. We uh, several years ago we made a pretty uh, unexpected move. Uh, we, you know, we are all about user experience and producing a better user experience for our users. But at some point we did we did something counterintuitive to user experience, which is we had the Pi app and we created the Pi browser. Uh, so uh, where that is counterintuitive because it asks people to ins- to install two apps, so it's more complex. Mm. Uh, but uh, and that was several years before this recent announcement so in a sense we are we have prepared ourselves to, with what we think it would make sense to do to be to rely more on open technologies web browsers and things that uh, don't completely uh, en- enclose on re- or rely on single entities to yeah. have a single failure point uh, uh, in the whole uh, process
1: are not limited is only only to one type of platform basically we also have a test net uh, we also have a desktop uh, you know, application. So,
0: uh, I see. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. You, many different access points for the application. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and redundancy points like. to
2: work on the web, to work on different, uh, uh infrastru- infrastructures and, uh, technologies.
0: Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about your guys' experience, um, as co-founders of, you know, a huge network through the bear market, because i you know, I'm curious just do numbers kind of start to slow down, does work morale at the office kind of go down or, you know, what, what's your guys' experience as a bear market builder?
1: Well, I mean, from my perspective, bear market is not necessarily a bad thing for the industry. Um, the bear market get rid of all the craziness and the noises uh, and uh, force people to focus, on, focus attention on, uh, you know, what is real, what is really useful, what is the real use cases of crypto. Um, so I think this is the phase for uh, real builders and focus our attention to more substance. Uh, so bringing substance to the, the industry to, you know, uh, get ready for the next wave of uh, um, bull market. And as for yeah. Pi, um, we're basically sheltered from that, especially because of our design of the enclosed network.
2: Yeah, so the enclosed network by by construction is uh, sealed from any market conditions. So... Mm. Uh, for example, mm. you know, this KYC application that we have where people need to spend one pie to KYC themselves. And that pie is split across all the people who are helping uh, you to get to get your KYC uh, validated. Uh, be, d- during the bull market, it cost one pie to KYC yourself. During the crash, it, w- it still cost one pie. And now during the bear-, bear market, it still costs one pie. So it was completely unaffected.
0: But how much is one pie in dollar terms?
1: No, we don't. Uh, we don't have that and uh, because uh, that is uh, unknown for the current period.
2: Yeah. Well, in, uh, one thing to uh, consider here, unrelated to the market conditions, is that uh, as our the base mining rate has been decreasing internally in the Pi uh, blockchain, and it used to, to take you about two days to mine one Pi, and now it takes about mm-hmm. three days to mine one Pi, So it is possible that uh, down the line that the price for the KYC uh, can go down to people will have to pay less than 1Pi, but uh, completely unrelated to the the market.
1: 1Pi is attached to the value of all the labor people spend on validating this application.
0: So these days, it seems like every new potential hire can feel like this high stakes wager for your small business. I mean, you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best, most qualified candidates available. And so that's exactly why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Okay, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. In fact, our brand new super podcast producer, TiVo, the absolute man myth legend himself, He literally just started here at Crypto 101 this month to take us to the next level, and we found him through LinkedIn. He's one of many that we found thanks to LinkedIn uh, this year alone, believe it or not. So, guys, get this. It's so easy to create a job post on LinkedIn. Once you've done so, all you got to do is just add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and you can start spreading the word that you are hiring Simple tools like screening questions and stuff. It it just makes it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And we're always, always, always looking to finish the year strong here at Crypto 101. And by using LinkedIn jobs, we were able to bring on the right podcast producer candidate In TiVo, okay? TiVo's the man, along with a bunch of other great new team members. So it's stories like our own that show us why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So Crypto 101 listeners, you can go to LinkedIn jobs to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to and do it a heck of a lot faster. So you can go, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash crypto. Okay, that's linkedin.com slash crypto, and you could post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So you can't take the pie out and uh, send it to Coinbase and and cash out. You can't, okay. That's the
1: point of the enclosed network. Enclosed network, yes.
0: Wow. That's pretty interesting. And and so, like during the bear market, do you guys continue to see just as many people mine, or do people kind of lose interest and and stop mining a little bit?
1: No, we don't see any big difference completely
0: unaffected yeah Yeah. Uh, and and what is their i guess what is their incentive to mine if the mine if the the pi network tokens don't have any monetary value what what's kind of the incentive for people to to continue mining is it just because it's fun and there's a community and there's an experience behind it or because i always viewed like you know the incentive for people to stake or people to mine is because they could earn an income from it
1: yeah, I think it's the it's more of a, like we have the vision of um, you know building a utility based ecosystem, and to really crack mm-hmm. utility, it's not a, you know Rome is built in one is not built in one day, and to build a real ecosystem, you need a lot of infrastructure and you need a lot of uh, attempts to try what it will stick and what is the real use cases, and along the journey, in addition to mining, we also educate our community about the way to achieve long-term vision. And also in essence, our network is, um, you know, free to join, to to start and more fair distribution. Um, unlike, um, um, you know, um, many other conventional way in crypto that the, uh, you know, tokens are sold. We uh, never sold any token and uh, 80% are for the community and uh, the network. So uh, it's basically a more fair participation uh, into this ecosystem to build the ecosystem together it's not just you know like uh, we are not just that we provide a thing for the community it's all the core team is only one participant of the network and every user and mm-hmm. member and developer have their responsibility to contribute to the to the network to build and this network and yeah. ecosystem cannot be building one day and that's the mentality yeah. and that's the spirit of pi community
0: How long do you think it'll take? Is it like a a 10-year, maybe a 20-year plan for for this to kind of, you know, come to fulfill the the grand vision? Or is it closer than that?
1: I think it's uh, hard to say, but, uh, you know, for the next uh, three or five years, I think even for the general crypto industry is to figure out and overcome a lot of uh, obstacles. Obstacles for the industry as a whole and obstacles for a specific project. For the industry itself, it has like, you know, Knowledge obstacle, how do people perceive cryptocurrency and the industry? There's a lot of disinformation and misinformation. How do we uh, remove those? And then there is also uh, the regulation obstacle, meaning that we need more clear rules. Uh, there is also the application obstacle. What is meaning that, What the meaning is, is that we need to figure out how crypto or blockchain-based service can integrate with everyday people's lives to create actual use cases and useful services so that people use it for its intrinsic value, not necessarily as only, you know, investment tool. So they are using... What would
0: some of those applications or use cases be? Like if you could put that into some concrete examples.
1: Yeah. So one direction that the Pi Network and I think the industry are trying to, uh, can, you know, have innovation uh, in addition to all this DeFi, the very native blockchain applications is the social applications that... Integrate with uh, cryptocurrency. I'm, I'm not just referring to NFTs or games, which is a booming um, vertical of the crypto space, but also like using cryptocurrency to integrate of uh, designing social applications, not just copycat of the web two type of applications, but you know, using the incentive and disincentive systems of a cryptocurrency. Now you're at the time you can use economic mechanism inside your app logic to create better content to uh, curate uh, more high signal content than just uh, in the information silo of machine learning. And you can also um, use this cryptocurrency as a mechanism to uh, motivate and uh, mobilize and uh, leverage the the, the crowd wisdom, just like our KYC application is an example of uh, leveraging the power of the crowd in order to scale uh, certain services. Like this type of applications is, um, I think, for the next three or five years that the industry can explore and it will have a true innovation instead of a copycat of Web2 or just, uh, you know, very finance related and to explore different Mm. type of uh, uh, verticals of uh, applications and utilities. And this is what Pi is trying to do, given that we are already at the advantage of having a big social network to start with.
0: Yeah. So, what do you what do you kind of think of um, Elon Musk buying Twitter? And I and I just asked this because he tweeted out and was talking about um, he goes myself buying Twitter kind of expedites the timeline for X, the Everything app, and the Everything app is supposed to have you know a crypto wallet integrated with it, and you know work and play and social and all this kind of stuff uh, along with payments. Um, and it kind of sounds like that could be maybe even a competitor to Pi Network. Is that how you guys think about it?
1: We don't see um, things as competitor. And this is so new. This is so new industry. Every type of innovation is welcome. And also the fact that, you know, I don't know what uh, Elon Musk thinks about this, but the fact that he, you know, uh, you know um, have Twitter and then also um, interested in crypto as demonstrated the fact that these two social network and also crypto merged together seems to be in line with what I was describing just now. Like in the social uh, yeah. uh, you know, vector, there might be innovations uh, using cryptocurrency. Yeah.
2: And in, in a sense, uh, he, the strategy he proposed makes uh, sense. So he said that we need to take uh, Twitter off the public market so that we don't have this external dependencies where Twitter may want to Take some uh, non-conventional, non-consensus moves. Which, if you do it as a public company, it's gonna—you have to look at how the, the the market price of the stock of uh, Twitter would would go. So, removing that mm. those uh, external interferences, uh, then you can uh, try to focus on innovation that uh, will be a long-term innovation. On the short term, if it was maybe loses money, less advertising, something less, something less about the company, but in the long term, it creates a better Product and that's I think what he was trying to do there. In a sense, this is similar to our strategy for uh, enclosed network. So we have the enclosed network right now to completely eliminate all the possibilities of uh, people trying to use Pi for quick success of uh, X of Y of Z and focus on long-term utility, long-term va- uh, like, u- usefulness for the uh,
0: for the world.
1: Mm-hmm. And all this. Yeah. Uh, no, I love it. Yeah. And the, all this uh, social applications. It's not something that, you know, you try it once. It's, it goes uh, very uh, viral. It takes so many attempts. That's what I meant by attempts, so many iterations, so many different versions, how to integrate it. And the more developers join the space to give more attempts, the, the higher chance the whole industry are going to actually find a real utility that every day you hear drivers talking about, I'm using this thing. Uh, crypto-based service for this social, you know, experience instead of just the only on uh, exchanges.
0: Yeah, no, it, it reminds me of like, uh, I watched this documentary actually about Elon Musk and like starting SpaceX and he iterated many, many, many times on yes. the rocket ship to have, you know, consumer flight, but he blew up the first three rockets on accident, right? Like, you know, so it, nothing's ever perfect the first time, but if right. you want to have true long-term sustainable not- innovation, I, I And I also love the analogy of, you know, him taking Twitter off the public market, because the things that he'll do to that company after he purchases and go private, you know, he will have his, if he still had public board members and public shareholders to uh, a fiduciary obligation to them, uh, you know, the experiments that he would run and the innovation, while it might, you know, affect the stock price negatively, it could actually be a uh, long-term, you know, a net benefit. And it's pretty clear that you know, that's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be doing a lot of experimental, fun, innovative things, a lot like what you guys are doing uh, with the Pi Network. And so I'm excited to see how everything turns out. I'm excited to download it and, and get uh, get Pi mining myself here. So guys, I really appreciate you coming on to the Crypto 101 podcast. Um, if anybody who is listening uh, is interested, they want to learn how to mine Pi, maybe get involved in the ecosystem, where can we direct them to? And we could link some stuff into the show notes. Minepi.com. <laughs> Easy. Minepi.com. Yeah. How'd you guys get, uh, land on the name PI, P-I, 3.14, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, I guess we're all geeks.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we love math and, uh, you know, PI is such a universal uh, concept. Everyone understands it. It also represents a circle that the uniting people together, inclusiveness uh, goes into the, uh, the concept. And also, you know, uh, Nicholas has a Greek descent. It's a Greek letter.
0: <laughs> easy to type it on my Nicholas. keyboard. <laughs> it's easy to type it on my keyboard. <laughs> Love it. All right, well guys, thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to bringing you guys back on again to the Crypto One podcast when you have some more exciting updates.
3: Thank you. It was a pleasure, thanks.